D1 Rejects, episode 83. Kobe Manzo. Ooh, ooh, Willie Sneed. Tyshawn King. Cade Manzo. And uh, it was funny. I was sitting next to Mike the other day in class, and we were talking about yeah, his part in the pod. Me. Uh What'd you what'd you call him? You flipped the Keiko Marlin. Yeah, Keiko Marlin. Keiko <laughs> Marlin. Uh, I don't know. If, we're just not gonna do aliases anymore. We'll just say their names because that was that was hilarious though. Um, but this one, we've got a good episode for you per usual. Jordan Jones joins us from Ferris. Um, you can do that to his shit. What? Jordan Jones. Oh, I couldn't mess it up. No, I could not mess it up. Keiko Marlin. <laughs> yeah. Jordan Jones. Yeah. You, oh, you couldn't even flip it yeah. over. Yeah, you're right. Um, that's that's definitely an easy one pronunciation wise. Made my job easy, but he had a fun time on the show. I thought we talked all about Ferris's uh, their playoff run, next moves for him, and uh, he had some pretty strong things to say about the D two playoffs and about who he thought deserved to be in that D two championship game. So stick around for those because uh, I'm sitting there like this, like these are fighting words. Like these are these are. I mean, he's graduated, he's moved on, so I guess he can say whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, you know what I mean? Rain. He's not coming back. So. Uh, those are definitely interesting. We talk about how the D2 playoff, the structure of that, I believe, is, for, uh, is flawed. And I think a lot of people would agree with me on that one. Then uh, moving on to not much GLIAC really news today, but uh, we're going to talk about why I should host this year's GLIAC Football Media Day. Um, I think it would be awesome, and so I'm going to give my my pitch uh, later on in the episode. But in the NFL side of things, we've got the divisional round picks. Take a look at the remaining uh Playoff bracket for the NFL. And finally, uh, Ben Johnson. He's staying in Detroit. That's a big pickup for the Lions. We'll talk about why, first of all, and then why it benefits the Lions this last year with him at the helm. Huge stuff. MSU working on uh, $11 million renovation to their football facility. We've also got uh, a video from the Colorado football team that we're going to take a look at that is interesting, to say in the least. Um, but stick around for all that stuff. As always, you can watch this episode on YouTube. If you are little red, uh, line there at the bottom of the video timestamps, fast forward to any part of that conversation you'd like to look at and then move on with your life. You can listen, listen pretty much anywhere else. Apple podcast, Spotify, you name it. Twitter, D one underscore rejects, Instagram, division one rejects. And I believe TikTok is also just division one rejects. So get us on all those. But before we get into all those videos, the reactions, whatever else comes, let's go to Jordan and joining us on this episode. Two-time, two-time national champion. Just had the honor of being named a second-team All-American as well, and he's currently preparing for a shot to play at the next level. Jordan Jones, what's going on, man? Yo, yo. what up, man? Glad to glad to be on the D1 Reject podcast. I watched uh, Nick Thomas's when you did him. He's from Fair. That's my boy. Oh yeah. And uh, I was I was just so happy to see him just talk on this. Uh, and that's and that's when I found out about you guys. I'm like, man, that's sweet that you guys do this. I appreciate that, dude. I appreciate that. Yeah. Nick was the man. He, uh, you got to kind of pry it out of him, though. You know what I mean? You got to get him talking yeah, a little yeah. bit. Once he got comfortable, you yeah. loosened him up a little bit. He was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nick, Nick, Nick's, Nick's a serious dude. Like, he, like <laughs> you know, like he just because uh, we'll work together. So we like we do work up with big rappers together. He's just always serious. But he's 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 really cool. Once you get to know him, real serious. And you need guys like that because you know they you know they bring out the best of you. Hundred percent, dude. But uh, yeah. let's talk about you, man. Big year for you. What's it been like yeah. now? I mean, you're removed from it a little bit. I know you've got, and we'll get to all the stuff you're doing. You know, plans for the future, things like that. But uh, you got to sit back and reflect on it. What's that been like? Just looking back at this this last year for you, man. It's been a great, great, great year. Great two years, honestly. Uh, just you know, playing at Ferris, playing those those two championship teams. It was great. Uh, we were dominant, dominant football program. Honestly, I've Never been a part of anything so great in my life. Uh, 
so yeah, that was great. And then personally, just as a player, man, it was my I, I gotta give thanks to my coaches, man. They just let me play every game, play free, play loose, and just go ahead out there and make plays. And if I made a mistake, they never got mad because they knew I did I was better than that. So that's pretty much what it was. So I was able to, you know, rack up a couple accolades, first team all Gleak, I don't mention all American. And then more the best thing about it was that we were two time national champions. So I was like, that's that's the coolest part. That's it, man. And yeah. Yeah, that that's like honestly, I can't like nobody can take that from us, you know. Just being like, I don't know, fair state, man. It's great. Great, great time. I love it, dude. And that's something I see all the time too. It's like, especially you guys, like pregame, whatever type of music you guys got coming out onto the field, things like that. Everyone knows mm-hmm. the standards are, you know, extremely high over there. But they let you yeah. guys be loose. Like you guys are constantly loose, and I think pregame is obviously the best example because when the whistle blows, like you guys are locked in, obviously. But yeah, talk about that environment. Yeah. So yeah, the standard, man. Like, okay. So when I first got to Ferris State, I tell people this story a lot, but like. We're doing a one-on-one, like, D-line, O-line, and uh, Zach Sealer, who y'all probably watched this weekend, make oh, yeah. a fumble recovery for a championship, uh, for a touchdown. His first rep of one-on-ones, I'm a, I'm a baby freshman, red shirt freshman, Zach Sealer, that's 6'5", 290, D-N. His first one-on-one rep that I ever seen him do, he, like, clubs the dude, rips, and then, like, easy win, easy win. But in the process, just ripped this guy's arm off pretty much, like, oh. popped his shoulder. And it, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is how it is here. This is this is college football. So, and, and that was my that was my first view. This first day of pads, you know, I'm like, wow. So, I'm just, uh, just a baby freshman. I'm like, well, this is what I got to do. I got to get in the weight room. So... I had my roommate Ian Hall, who's a weight room junkie, along with me, and we from that day forward, we were just we understood the standard, and it was it is what it is. Uh, I love that. I love that. A year that, later, man. yeah, yeah. A year later, Austin Edwards, you know, he was a, a a beast animal. We saw him pretty much just become a really good player to a really great player. Uh, then a year later we got Caleb Murphy coming in out of nowhere just dog <laughs> so it was, just, it, was, it was it was just like a standard it was just like fair state defensive lineman you just have to be a beast or you're and then the crazy thing is like the people behind me like the the young guys is a kid named Shaderic Bradford uh kid named Jay Pomond and they're they're just as good like it, it won't be a fall off for next year. Yeah. Like, I love that. Dude. That's huge. That's what, yeah. you know, you get to that level of a program. That's the next man up is a big thing. But like, mm-hmm. I think the, you kind of popularized the statement, but talking about making your backup better than you are. And you guys, the way you've been able to turn over and have these players like over and over again. But uh, I guess I can go right off. Like you coming in as a redshirt freshman, I had to imagine you were a little bit smaller than you were now. Cause I, I read you played running back in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played running back in high school. Just I, bullying kids or what? I mean, yeah, not bullying, but I was. You coming was out? Good. You you a finesse back? I could I could move. I I, okay. I throw a spin move in okay. there. I got Be a good little jump cut, you know. But I'm I'm a downhill. I got got to the hole. That's me, got man. Five or That's ten, me. you know. Enjoyed it. Yeah, and I also have a little uh, basketball background, so I hooped a lot. I was four year okay. varsity basketball player, so. That's where kind of my speed and quickness come from that even allowed me to play running back. I love that. Know? So, and then, yep. again, assuming I'm reading it right, the Divine Child Connection, same high mm-hmm. school as Aiden Hutchinson, correct? Yeah. Yep, so, yep, do you yep, guys yep. have crossover there? Say it again? 
Did you guys have crossover there? Like, were you guys there at the same yeah, time? Yeah, 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 yeah. So he graduated 2018. I graduated in 2017. So okay. I didn't play football. I didn't play football until my junior year of high school. Damn. So I, only, I got Damn. I got to play with him. Uh, I got to play with him his sophomore year, his junior year, and I kind of just watch him just become a dog. And then just like just continue to watch it on TV. Now I'm like, man, it was it was expected. It was there was when he grew from six foot to six four in a year, and then just hit the weight room. It was expected. Like he, that's he, he's where he's supposed to be on the Lions. You know, having nine and a half sacks and three interceptions. I love that, dude. That's like the best. Absolutely. It's the best endorsement you can give anyone. Like that's where he. That's yeah. where he's meant to be. That's where he needs to be. And yeah. He's, I yeah. mean, I'm big Lions guy. I'm Michigan State mm-hmm. fan, but like, how can you not? I can not root for the kid. Like, I loved him. Yeah, he was playing yeah. for Michigan. I was at that Michigan Ohio State game, uh, not this year, but the past year, where he just mm-hmm. explodes. He's all over the place. But um, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of back on you guys. You touched on all the accolades, all the awards, and you know, you're just one of the the Ferris State linemen that have defensive linemen that have done that. But really, talk about you know the individual awards come with winning, and you guys do so much of that. What is that? kind of put into all that, I got to imagine the emphasis is obviously on the winning, the championships, and then the accolades just come secondary. Mm, yeah, so the winning, man, the winning is first and foremost. Uh, you know what I'm saying? We got great coaches. Like, like that's what we want to do. We want to win and get those extra games. So, you know, you only get 10 games, 9, 10 games in the regular season. And then if you make it to the playoffs, if depending if you get a first round bye, you get four or five. Yep. And those extra five games, extra four games, is four games of film. And four games of just, you know, looking good on tape. So, and that's where, that's where you can get more stats and, you know, and let the rest play out for itself. Uh, that's a good way to look at uh, it. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's, and that's pretty much, and, and when you saw that coming up, you know, when we, uh, in 2017, when I was a true freshman, they lost in like the quarterfinals. 2018 went all the way, got all those extra games. You know, a couple of dudes on that team got looks. Uh, 2019, you know, went to the final four, extra four games. 2021, Natty, extra five games. 2022, 2022, Natty as well, you know, extra four or five games. So, like, you know, you got all those games, and the wars will come, man. And then Fair's just a, a place where just a bunch of dogs, man. Just, it's not it's not much. It's not much to do in Big Rapids but play football. You play football, you do your school, you have fun, but football is first and foremost for a lot of people. Another thing I'll tell you, Every player on that field for Fair State feels like they're the best player on the team and that without them, they the team can't win, which is just not true, but that's just how everybody feels. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> that's how it's supposed crazy. to be, though. I would say it's, it's confidence, yeah. right? It's just confidence. Yeah, and then the confidence of the players are through the roof, and and you see it every like every day in practice, like, you know, arguments and stuff. I'm better, I'm better. I'm like, you might be, but it don't <laughs> matter. I mean, you might be, but... I think I'm the best too. So that's the, that's another cool thing. Great thing. And then the coaches, man, the, the coach think the same way too, you know, like, I, I don't know, bro. It's, it's crazy. Uh, I would give, if I was a recruiter, uh, man, I'm sending all my kids to fair. I think you, you just gave the, you gave the pitch right there, dude. Like that was yeah. the pitch. That environment I think <laughs> is what everyone's looking for, right? The competitive environment yeah. that like guys are going to go at each other, but it's for the right reasons, right? You're not doing yeah, it just yeah. to, just to scrap with someone, you're doing it to mm-hmm. get the best out of your guys. At least that's what, you know, that's what it sounds like. So mm-hmm. um, we've talked about it a bit on this show. We'll stick on the playoff conversation a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the playoff bracket for Division Two. You look at the FCS uh-huh. scene, and this is where we're going to go back and contrast and compare here. The FCS scene, 
you've got two teams from the same conference that go and play in the national championship because their seeding mm-hmm. is so much different than ours. They go through and they see the top eight teams in the country, and then they go through and do the at-large bids. But North Dakota State and South Dakota State, the one and the three seeds, even though they're in the same leagues, very same region, almost border, like bordering states, they don't meet all the way to the championship. I think you can kind of understand what I'm what I'm getting at with yeah, this one. But yeah, yeah, yeah. now, how awesome would it have been for D2 to follow this type of scheme? You guys have that matchup with Grand Valley, maybe two or three games down the road or potentially in the in the national championship. I think a mm-hmm. lot of people would have been looking forward to that one. Oh, man, if we got to play GV and the Natty, that all of Texas would have been filled with Michigan. It would have been, it would have been so sweet. Like, going and playing there this year, you know, after losing to them in the regular season and going right to GV in the in the playoffs, best experience ever. That place was packed. It was wild. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine that in a natty game. for Because I think I watched the highlights of that North Dakota, South Dakota game. Yep. I'm like, man, they, they showed out. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying you get a yeah, rivalry was, like that, like two schools that yeah. – North Dakota State, like, they speak for themselves. But South Dakota State is like – I would say they're on the come up, but like they're here. Like there's yeah. there's no come up. Like those guys have they've been around, but now they've finally, I think, just like reached the summit. So that mm-hmm. is you know, it's interesting for them that dynamic. But you know, for me, the big thing that stands out when you have the final power rankings for D two come out, you guys are number one. And number mm-hmm. two is not mines, but it's G V. And mm-hmm. you're like, why do we have that matchup in what would have been the second or third round of the playoffs when we could have saved that for so much later and that's just you know, I think that's just a flawed part of our system. But obviously, for yeah. you guys, you know, it's one game at a time, and you know, you have all yeah. the, the coach speak that comes with that. Mm-hmm. You know, even Michigan and Ohio State could end up playing each other if they if they pulled out their game. That was two close, really close games. That rivalry game in the Natty would have been crazy. Very true. You're right. You know, I totally on forgot. On the D one level, where yep. they were seated. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, um, moving on. I mean, we'll stay. We'll stay with you guys. We'll stay with the championship, and. This is something that I, I've wanted to talk with you guys, or at least someone from, uh, especially your D-line unit about. Matoka, okay. he gets announced as the Harlan Hill winner the night uh, before the championship game. We see uh, Caleb, his tweets, his reactions. You remember watching yeah, those. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, it's not like you guys needed any extra motivation for that game. I know you guys were pumped up, but I just know you boys had to be ready to get in that backfield and, and just get after him, man. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. So I was, I was in the... I was with Caleb. I wasn't with him when the announcement. I wasn't with him when the <laughs> announcement came up. But like, like five minutes after the announcement, I went in his room and man, he was mad. And I was like, "Bro, Caleb, don't worry." I'm like, "Don't worry, bro. We're about to hit this guy so many times. We're gonna make him look like he shouldn't even belong on the field." And which we made it look like, you know, like for at least the first half. In the second half, you know, he got he got going a little bit. You know, threw a little. Check down, you know, and yeah, I mean, assignment. If, you know, you win that award, you gotta, you know, he's yeah, you, you knew he was gonna come out, out and know? play, right? But that was the impressive yeah. thing is how you guys were able to limit him, especially early. Two interceptions, one of them was for a touchdown. The defense was mm-hmm. just firing on all cylinders. What was that environment like? And for you guys, you already talked about the individual confidence of each of those guys in the defense as a mm-hmm. unit. That confidence had to just be like, up. oh man, oh man, there's a play. So I remember I, I got him first. I got the first sack. And then the next play, we collapsed the pocket. He he gets out the pocket, and we got our, our uh, defensive back, Vincent Cooley, just come and flips him. I'm like, woo! And he was feeling it all game long, man. And, man, I ain't going to lie, football, you know, we're talking mass. We're like, man, you don't deserve that award. 
their their starting center is a first team All American. I don't know how. Like we're just tearing them apart <laughs> all game. You know what I mean? So I'm like, you know they and they didn't. They I don't think they I don't think they should have been there. I don't think they should have been there with us. Honestly, it should have been a GV or West Florida or uh, a Pitt State when we played. Like those three teams were were far better and dominant than Colorado Mines. If I'm being honest. I hear you, man. Well, yeah, hey, and I mean, yeah. you look at those games, and uh, and I did. I watched a lot of those games, and mm-hmm. you know the scores and the flow of those games would would tend to agree with you. Now that's mm-hmm. why I think maybe our playoff system is a little bit flawed. But the argument to that, I think the counter to that is how many times do you have a team like Ferris State that's able to reproduce the success like that? You guys are you're kind of a unicorn in that regard. So I don't, you know, that's, that's one thing is like, how can you account for a team to go just to go and do that? But don't think I forgot about you, man. Four solo tackles, two sacks for the kid showed out of the biggest stage, huh? Really, really should have had two and a half. They didn't give you enough. They didn't give you one. It's all right. It's all right. You know, we have fun out there. That was the main thing. So, you know, being in Michigan, you know, us Michigan boys, it's been gray all, you know, all winter. Man, we get to Texas. Like the first couple of days in Texas were great, but game day came, sunshine, not a cloud in the sky, and we're like, man, this is beautiful, you know. <laughs> one a one p.m. We're like, ah, oh, man, and we're about to go ball, and and that's exactly what we did, and you know, and and we always say it as a D line, we set the tone. Oh yeah. So that's that was, that was thing first. Like I think Larray number eight. You know, he had two big QB hits early, just laying them out. And then Ian's rushing hard, Murph rushing hard, Murph gets a tip ball. I'm like, it's my turn next. I know, I'm like, I got to touch him. So I end up getting a sack. And then Ian had a sack, then Murph had a sack. And then, oh man, it was just, it was a great day to be a fan state Bulldog in that Natty Champ. And a really Especially bad one to be a fan of mine's. Cause like you said, it's yeah. like someone makes a play. So then like maybe you divert a little bit of attention and it's like, Nah, like everyone's capable of making plays on that line. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. following up just uh, with you, next steps for you. I remember seeing you tweet about trying to find an agent. Did you you get that done? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm. Uh, I have an agent. Uh, uh, yep, I have an agent at the moment. Um, currently training. Uh, training hard. I'm gonna say, I'm talk gonna to us right. about the uh, talk to us about the impact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Impact. Impact's today. great. Yep, yep, yep. Impact sports performance. Uh, I'm with Jim Cabasso up in Novi, Michigan. Uh, great guy. Uh, man, he's getting us bigger, stronger, faster. I can already see changes in my body. I've been there for two and a half weeks. I'm in there with a bunch of animals. Our starting center, Maroof there, uh, Cy Barnett. I'm sure y'all familiar oh, yeah. with him. He's playing. He's up in there. A uh, couple guys from Michigan State, Cat from uh, South Carolina, Cat from Illinois, Cat from uh, – Memphis uh, and some and some cat from Charlotte. Big uh, spot. I don't know if y'all know. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good spot right now where you know the training is intense, hard, and that's every day, and it's very competitive. And at the same time, well, and then everybody's just been growing around each other, so the love is growing there too, and everybody's rooting for each other. So that's been pretty cool. But uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I'm trying to. I really do want to go play at the next level. So I've just been working hard, and you know, us Ferris boys, you know, that's it's, it's inbred in us. We just work hard. We get to it every day. I love that, and that that won't change even if I don't make it to football. If I have to go do another another career path, you know, I'm just gonna get right. Same right mindset, after it. yeah. Same yeah, mindset. Same take mindset. it to take it to whatever you go for, man. I think mm-hmm. that's like when you sit down and talk to guys, especially like you know, a lot of guys like you, like Ty, you've got aspirations to play at the next level. 
It's awesome. Mm-hmm. I've never yeah. thought about that, like, in my life. I've never – I I got out a – you know, like, you do a little thing in kindergarten where you write down, like, your dream mm-hmm. career. I said a college NFL. football player. I'm putting NFL. I said college football yeah. player. I didn't even write NFL. I, I don't know what the hell grounded me at that age to, like – I should have been had he some talking about college dreams. football. What the hell? What am, I, what am I? I don't know what that was all about. But she, you see a dream. That's always been it, yeah. dude. So, but I think that's huge. Like you take the mm-hmm. mindset that you get from football, and when people ask me like what football does for myself or athletes coming through, like if you can take the things that you learn in this and apply it to whatever your life is after football, that's yeah. a win, man. Like that's a huge win. Mm-hmm. So I gotta imagine, you know, like you said, you want to play at the next level: NFL, XFL, CFL. Anything comes your way, right? I'm assuming all those yeah, are on yeah, the table. Yeah, 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 all, all on the table, and you know, I got I got a good amount of college tape. Uh, you know, I started three years. You know, all conference three years, all American my senior. And all the playoff so runs, like you were saying, yeah, man, it's all tape all opportunities. Playoff runs, yep, yep. So just got better consistently every year. So I, I you know, gotta gotta take that opportunity, gotta run with it if that opportunity presents itself, no doubt. You're the man, brother. No doubt. That's yeah, all I got yeah, for you. Yeah. That flew by, though. That flew by. We're yeah, like almost 20 yeah. minutes in. That did. For real, that flew by. Yeah, man. I can talk, man. I like talking, you know? <laughs> it's, like, honestly, I like I love your job because, uh, man, like, I watch I watch podcasts all the time. Like, I, I didn't find you until you did that with Nick. Yeah. But I, I watched I watched like four or five of y'all episodes, but I watched a lot of million dollars worth of game. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nelk Boys. Uh jre joe rogan yeah. there's so there's a ton of good ones out there man there's a ton but yeah, hey yeah. you're gonna have and a fan of us moving forward team. man i'm excited to oh, yeah. to see where you end up we'll definitely be in touch and uh you know get you back on here you know follow up next stage of your career brother no doubt man i, I would love to man I, and i follow you guys on spotify twitter instagram so I'm, yeah, I'm let's go bad. man yeah 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 y'all got a full time life supporter right here man i love that hey but yeah. like i said really appreciate you man thank you for coming on and uh we'll be mm-hmm. in touch all right no doubt, man. Have a good night. Appreciate Jordan coming on. He seems like a cool dude. Um, excited for him to – I think he'll have an opportunity to play at the next level. Ty, we talked a little bit uh, off – not off camera, but off recording, off record about, like, he's disruptive as hell. Like, inside, he does a lot of work for them that I think maybe went unnoticed. Yeah, like Caleb, you feel me? Caleb Murphy, he get all the sacks, so he obviously like – I'm saying, this, the stat leader, he gets, you know, he gets but, a lot of the credit. Like, when you go and watch film, like, Jordan, he, like, real disruptive. Like, we were more, like I say, we was more so focused on him during watching film than Caleb. Because Caleb, like, it's to a point where he just going to do what he going to do regardless. You feel me? Mm -hmm. But Jordan, like, he's a real game. If you can wreck the interior of an offensive line, you will wreck an entire game. And also, like. And that's what he do. He wrecks interior offensive lines. With his game, too. Like, that only benefits a guy like Caleb. You feel me? Because when you have things on the inside that are going haywire, you're taking a quarterback's eyes there. He's got to move around. And then what does that free up? You can't put a guard. You can't put a guard and a tackle on Caleb now. Mm -hmm. You got to keep a guard inside to help double-team Jordan. And that just helped everybody else when he got to take doubles and triples because, like. It's not because he just, like, some imposing. He's so fast. He's so quick and he's so fast. But he's strong, too. Like, mm-hmm. he's strong than a motherfucker. And, like, when you got, like, a little baby Aaron Donald. <laughs> and, he played and, running back in and, high school, and, man. And, he said. In reality, like a little baby Aaron Donald. Like, he's so fast and he's so, like, he said he had that deceptively strong. It, you see it on uh-huh. the field. Shit, he was out there. Translate. Get, he's out there getting busy. I don't know if running back to D-line is the typical <laughs> transition for what we see of that stuff. But the progression, he's made it work. So, pretty cool. Be. I won't be making that transition. No. I think I'm going to keep toting the rock. Pretty cool that he uh, got the plan- chance to play with Hutch, too, because I remember I was scrolling through his feed, and uh, 
I was scrolling through his Twitter feed and uh, retweeting like all the Hutch stuff. And I was like, because and then I looked, I was like, Divine Child. I was like, that's definitely where Hutch went. So I had to make sure it was the same, like Divine Child, that right next to each other. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's well, definitely. He was like, we got to speak of Divine Child. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Like a boy band or something? <laughs> Jesus. Dearborn Divine Child. <laughs> yeah. I'm not from Michigan, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, no, and I, I wouldn't expect Silly. you to. Um, but. <laughs> I, uh, obvious, son. Before we get into all of our stuff, I wanted to, to give to give my pitch on the podcast and just to to put it out there like publicly that I want to host this upcoming GLIAC Football Media Day. And we've had Cam Trudell, who was one of the he was the former associate commissioner of the GLIAC, the Great Lakes Intercollegiate Athletic Conference. That is a mouthful. Uh, Trudell is no longer with the GLIAC, so my in is not really there anymore. He's a guy that's kind of been our correspondent with the league. I'll have to figure out who else to come on to talk about like league matters and stuff like that because I think it's a really cool part of our show. When was he? When did um, he get out? Uh, just pretty recently, pretty recently. I don't have an exact date or anything, and even if I did, I don't know if I'm allowed to elaborate more on it. But um, he's no longer with the GLIAC, so I emailed Chris Dunbar, who is the um, commissioner, like the head commissioner of the GLIAC. She got back to me within like an hour and basically really? said that they don't really have any plans for the the GLIAC football media day. They're still working things out, so. I suppose it's better than a no. Um, she got back to you quick, though? She did. She got back to me very quick. I told her if there's anything you need from me, like, I want to make this happen. And, like, for the GLIAC, for me to be a student athlete in the GLIAC that's majoring in multimedia journalism that already interviews. I mean, I've interviewed half the league and players and coaches on right. our show. We've had representation from every single team, not only in our conference, but almost in the state. We've had representation from all the teams. And you look around the Midwest and the impact that we've had with guys there and and what we do on this show and making connections and interviewing and just like, you know, the things that we do, the things that we say, I think could really translate over to a more official setting with like air quotes. I use air quotes there because we're more casual on, on, on this platform. But if you watched last year's GLIAC Media Day, and this is not a shot to uh, Emery, I believe his name was, he came in to host it. He may have prepared two questions for each of the, you know, the, the coaches and the players that showed up for Media Day. So we have three guys. We had Nystrom, John, and DeAndre that drove seven hours down there to Wayne State to go to this media day to be asked maybe three questions right. for their live segment. And they go out and they do it. They did a little thing with like the kids, you know, at Wayne State. They did a little kids camp. And but like it to me, that's a waste of a trip. And it's a waste of an opportunity. Where the GLIAC, since we are this SEC of D2, since we are this upper echelon of Division II football, we should take that and apply it to all aspects of this league and what we should be capable of. There's no reason that that should not transcend the field and that it should be contained within the boundaries of the white lines. I think that that is a missed opportunity that our league has had for multiple years now. And I think I myself, am not going to be the one to go in there and flip it on its head, but I think on camera, I would be the person to inject energy and inject life into that situation. And I don't think that's just confidence in myself. I don't think anyone could do that better than me because of my understanding and my comprehension of the league and my ability to connect with people. We see that with, we just saw it with our conversation with Jordan, like him and I have never met before in real life, very different backgrounds, different people. Him and I could have talked for another hour. Like the dude, we just get along. Like that's just what happens. So um, you did not know you're going to get that whole monologue from me. Did you? Yeah. It kind of went like, this is like, put the camera on me. Very rarely do I take the chance The analogy is like get up on my soapbox mm -hmm. And I don't think like I have a platform enough yet To like even do that to be honest with you Like we don't have that type of platform But like that being said This is my platform and I will voice my opinions And I wanted to just like Almost speak that into existence Like put it out there into the universe And like I want to uh, make that happen I'm all so, behind you Slime yeah. I, I feel like you feel me like just, like, seeing, like, the dedication that you had to this kind of stuff, you feel me? Like, you built a whole studio. 
for a podcast that we was doing out of a dorm room. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like I wish I could have seen that those kind of episodes. Stuff, like, but we you didn't don't, even have cameras. You don't get to. You don't get to. You don't. You can't. You can't fake that kind of stuff. You know, like it's easy for somebody who didn't got it made for years and years and years to just go up there and be like, "All right, I got to do it." Yeah. Versus this is something that you you want to do, and not because you just want it for yourself, but you want to help the league and help. You feel me? That. Help Northern get some publicity, and you yeah, feel yeah. me, and it help yourself in the long run too. But you feel me, it's just more than just yourself. And I feel like they should let you go down there and host it. To be honest, because yeah. you gotta, I gotta you do a mini a yeah. fucking. I'm sorry, you do a mini, <laughs> you do a mini media day every week when we bring in on different type of good uh-huh. guys. You feel me, guys with us, players, coaches. You feel me, players from players and coaches from other conferences and other divisions and leagues and whatnot. Like it's a mini media day. Every week in here, you know, and yeah. I feel like at that point they might as well get somebody who I guarantee you the Gleak somebody on every Gleak teams knows what division division one rejects is. I would hope so, man. Yeah, I you definitely know? would hope. I so. don't. 100%. Is there a school that we haven't got to? No, exactly. All of them. So everybody, every, the Gleak knows who division one rejects is. Yeah, I feel like they should do it. Like let you come up there as division one rejects. That would be cool. That might be a stretch for them. I love the idea. What if we all went up there? I dude? love the idea. Um, that might be a stretch for them to to make that happen. But I think I think that'd be awesome. And like I said, like the the type of content that we have on here, it verges on the long form content. Our full episodes are usually typically about an hour. Yeah. But when you are able to produce long form content like that, you have these longer engaging conversations, just like we've had with Jordan, just like we've had from other guys around the league, and. That is what our media day for the GLIAC has been lacking for so long. For sure. A connection. When you, yeah. When you ask guys to come up on the stage and it feels official and everyone has suit and ties on, which maybe you don't want to avoid. Like, you're not going to avoid that. Like, people are going to get dressed up for something like that. But you don't have to act as if you have the shirt and tie on, if that makes any sense. Your questions should be more engaging. They should provoke thoughtful answers. It shouldn't be... Um, you guys had this record last year. How do you build on that and win more games this year? Nobody wants to hear that nobody wants to hear that that is every coach speak every basic journalist question out there it's lazy it's absolutely lazy and i know this is not attacking the gliac i think i just think there's so much untapped potential there so that'll be my last thing i was officially stepping off the soapbox and we can continue with the episode but uh i need to get that off my chest and speak it into existence Kobe manzo for media day president <laughs> we get Kobe manzo for president <laughs> We're going to get a public campaign going. Um, but let's uh, – I think we start right off with uh, the MSU video. What do you guys think? For sure. Let's do For it. Sure. So – Mind-blowing. I would say so. I'd say it's pretty big time. It's Michigan right State – Hold on. Do you get that again? Get that again for thumbnail? That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, Michigan State has just released this video that I'm about to show you on their social media platforms. And it is a look inside the new football building and process at East Lansing is what it says here. We are going to take a look and watch. Is there a West Lansing? No. No. Hold on. Anyways, (laughs) this video, I had a... Mistake on on my end here. This video, Michigan State, brand new facility, $11 million going into this for phase one. It's expected to be completed by October of this year. It's a little bit of a fly-through of a render. Let's check this one out, fellas. Like I said, it's we a render. We love renders, bro. We, we love, love them. them. We eat this shit up yeah. here at D1 Rejects. Yeah. Look at these frozen people. That Okay. Three, can we, yeah, maybe let's just stop that right there. Wait, wait, wait. Three TVs in the tub is crazy. Look at homie right there. Why is he sitting like that? 
<laughs> no, wait a minute. Why is he sitting the way that he's sitting right there with his feet all the way up that? If you sit think like that in a tub. Think about how strong his core is. <laughs> look at how he's sitting. Look at, think about how strong his core is for him if to sit like that. If you sit like that in a tub, you do, I don't know what to tell you. That's wrong. That's think that is a core exercise. Look, you know how strong you got to be to sit like that? <laughs> sit like, I'm going to try to sit like that for the rest of the episode. Let's see how far we get. <laughs> Yep, knees up to the chest. <laughs> he ain't even holding them either. Oh, he is holding them. Okay. Glossing is over that. Hard? Glossing over that. Three TVs in there where you can just sit, relax. I'm assuming, is that a hot or a cold tub? It doesn't really specify. There's no bubbles or anything to let us what, know. Am I wrong? Or isn't it called the Tom Izzo football building or something? Yes, it is. Called the Tom Izzo like football facility or center. Yeah. Ty, keep us updated on how that feels. We'll, we'll check back, back in on you at the end of the video, and we'll see what, how you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, though, from the tubs. Moving over here, lockers, looks like, oh my gosh, they each get a throne? Look at this. It looks like an eSports room. Okay, so apparently one tub wasn't enough. Did we see that last one? No, that was just 360. That's the same dude. Oh, it is. It is. You're right. We didn't get it from the other angle. Good call. I did not catch that because that white wall threw me off for a second. <laughs> he has the same stance. And Tyler, about 30 seconds later, how are you feeling? We're gonna keep going. We're checking in. It looks like some laundry lockers. This is sweet. Watch How those. about this? Let's Damn, talk. We ain't seen nothing. What the hell? Dude. Uh, that is pretty sweet. There's Tuck right there on the, on the ramp. Was that Tuck? They yeah, put go Tuck back, on the ramp. Go back, go back. Let's see. Was that Tuck? That's definitely him walking up the ramp. Keep going back. Keep going back. That. Uh, so black dude. Yeah, yeah he said that's Tuck. Black dude, no hair. <laughs> that's tuck for sure. Look at look at him. There he is. That how looks can, just like him. How, how can you tell that's Coach Tuck? That's Tuck for sure. I don't know. Okay, but either way, sweet stuff there. Looks like that's the indoor facility. Looks right out to that. Um, high ceilings in this place. I don't know what kind of giants they have walking around campus. Little Papa shot there. High ceilings like player rounds. It that's true. Little ping pong. Ooh, the gruff, a hey, the inclusion of the gruff Sparty. Love it. Love that. We yeah. love that on the helmets this year. Those were clean. Oh, the stairs. Oh, the Nike. Oh, it's like a Roblox game. This is a Roblox game, dude. Whoa, what the? F look at this. Look at the music on the bottom or something. You see it playing. So yeah, so there's some type of like interactive feature on the displays. I see exactly what you're talking about. That doesn't look like it's just there. It looks like it extends onto the display. Ty, how are we doing with the uh, the legs up? You've crossed your legs now. It was only supposed to be a minute thirty. You keep pausing and rewinding the video. Really <laughs> supposed to be. My legs, are, my feet are starting to go numb. <laughs> Back to the video. We'll finish. Make sure Ty can uh, can last year. See, look, it's moving. It is moving. You're right. It was moving there. The Nike Elite Lab. Look at that logo with the little like science breaker on it, beaker or whatever it's called. That's sick. Front part here. So I will say, too, that whole portion right there, all, all of <laughs> <laughs> There he is. That is him, There's dude. a bald black guy. No, it's not. He can't be in two places at once. He moved. This is <laughs> and changed, and changed into a suit. This right here is all a video board. Pretty sweet stuff. You can see that's moving a little bit, a little interactive right there. Um, moving on down the hallway. It looks like. There's K9. <laughs> No, no, go back, go back. He's, he's actually in the wall. In the wall. Okay, I'll take I your word for it. I swear to God. I'll take your word for What's it. Song? I'll take your word for it. This man is excited. <laughs> it's K9. <laughs> he's in the wow. wall. Go back. Yellow chairs. It's a chair. 
<laughs> oh God, it's the old chair. Go back. <laughs> get her in. <laughs> I swear to God, it's get her in. Look at this, dude. So that's coming Window. from. That's. <laughs> this is coming from the other way, correct? Yeah. Window. <laughs> oh God, it's the window. I swear to God, it was a window. <laughs> But this is coming from the other way, coming out by that video board. That's definitely not Tuck. But look at that. It leads out to like a little, is it like an atrium or something? Like, what is that out there? Or is that like outside, outside? I don't even know what the atrium is. <laughs> Super Bowls? Super oh, here Bowl we go. Trophies? We're back. Did you no. see that? Here we go. We're on the outside. There's Super Bowl trophies. <laughs> There's no I swear parties, to God. Bro. Look. What are those Arlen parties? What the fuck? <laughs> fuck you guys, dude. Bro, these niggas tweaking. <laughs> they just stole somebody, uh, scrapped in the field. <laughs> They, they, bought the the ones. they yeah. bought the replicas. Why would they do that? Maybe they didn't. It's they probably for like get your mic far away. It's probably for like yep. recruiting, like show. You're still holding it, by the way. How are we feeling? They they couldn't uh, show national championship trophies, so they had to show Lombardi's. Damn. Does MSU have a national championship? Yeah, they when? do. To two after two thousand. No, I believe so. Not a chance. Yes. After the year two thousand. Yes. Michigan State. Yes. Hey, Siri. When was Michigan State's last football championship? Maybe 98. <laughs> We're going back on it now. That's a, uh, that is a good question. I'm trying to find it here. All right, I'm done, bro. My shit killing me. What? <laughs> what? <sighs> Nigga, the last time they won was 1966. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? This after 2000. Oh, okay, listen, God. listen. I'm thinking of the Rose Bowl. 2014, that Rose Bowl win. That ain't no national championship, fool. It's the next best thing. That's was kind of the equivalent. No, it's not. It was at the time. It really was. Before you had the... College and it's before playoffs. No, if you weren't in the... The Rose Bowl was a bigger game. Yeah, sure. But it wasn't the equivalent to a national championship. Maybe to y'all. I thought that. <laughs> I thought that's how that they were... That's I what, mean... Uh, I don't know. Up for debate. But either way, uh, video is absolutely sick. There's, we'll finish it out with a little, uh, I would call it a drone shot, but it's not a drone shot. It's just a render. Um, Michigan State football logo. Pretty sweet stuff. Like I said, $11 billion for phase one, which I guess that is. Um, and it's supposed to be completed by October of this year. So pretty tight timeline um, on a lot of that stuff. It will be really interesting to track that moving forward. But we can move on, fellas. We'll move on to the uh, the NFL scene. And with that, the divisional round of the NFL playoffs, we've got the bracket that I'll pull up right here for the big screen so we can all take a look at that. Um, it's a little large. There we are, the bracket for the divisional round of the NFL. Three members of the NFC East still in it. Probably one of the biggest storylines from this playoffs, the Eagles. Uh, obviously got the buy at that one seed in the NFC. They take on for the Giants. And then you have the Cowboys taking on the 49ers in the NFC and you know, the Cowboys is it the time have they finally put it all together? It kind of feels like they might've and yeah, powered. When especially. everyone starts saying this, that's, that's when they this, usually that's tank. When they shit. Yep. Yep. But obviously going up against the Niners too. I really liked Micah Parsons got asked a question this week and he got asked, have you guys gone up against the team that has the absolute number of weapons that San Francisco has? And he said, he said, no, but have they ever gone against someone that like us? 
I love, I mean, that's a great, yeah. it's not conceited. It's a confident answer. And I think that was just like the greatest way to not deflect, but like indirectly answer that question. I've just seen question. nobody beating the Chiefs. Yeah. We haven't even got to the AFC yet, but AFC just, side of things. Just seen them up there. Chiefs, they get to host the Jaguars after their storybook comeback against the Chargers. And then you have on the other side of things, the Bengals and Bills game that could shape up to be a very competitive one. Now that'd be, that's an AFC championship rematch, correct? Or no, that'd be, that would have been the Chiefs Bengals. Yeah, Chiefs Bengals. Sorry. Um, both those games, though, I think will be decent. Obviously, the Chiefs probably pretty heavily, heavily favored in that one, but I think it'll be competitive. I really do. In Kansas City, bro, reps. That Jaguars team is playing pretty confident, and they weren't rattled. I think that was very important for me. The Chiefs have the greatest quarterback of our generation. That's fair. But he ain't losing. I guess we'll see, man. I guess we'll see. Well, Any other? What other? What, what other big takeaways? What other big takeaways from this? Uh, are you gonna? How about the Giants? We talked about uh, Daniel Jones already this last week, but can him and Saquon have the same performance and the same impact on a game like they did against the Vikings? No, the, the Eagles are much better against the run, and they have a much better defense as a whole, and probably a better offense <laughs> than the Vikings. Surprisingly, like when you look at everybody that the Vikings got, the Eagles. Probably have a better offense too. They've played better, certainly. When Jalen Hurts so, is in the lineup, I don't, I don't, I don't anticipate the Giants pulling that one off. Never say never because you never know. But I got the Eagles, I got Dallas, I got Cincy, and I got Kansas City. You have Cincy. Yeah, Josh Allen has been playing horrible football. So that's my thing, is their last game, I said it here, they survived the Dolphins, right? It yeah. wasn't in any way, shape, or form a strong performance from Buffalo. <clears throat> they will host this game, obviously, and I don't know why. Again, not a betting man. I won't be putting money on this game, but if I were, I think I'd throw a lot on Buffalo. I expect them to have a really big bounce-back week because – I don't know what what it is about it. I just feel like that's a character-building moment for them. And they have faced adversity. Like They didn't go undefeated during the regular season. But I think a moment like that in the playoffs is the same reason why I like Jacksonville. Not like Jacksonville to win, but I like them to be competitive, is that Trevor Lawrence threw four interceptions in that first half. And the fact that him in his, what, second year mm -hmm. is able to go and come back and not only that, but keep himself engaged, but keep his teammates engaged. I think that's very important and overlooked, too, is that for a young quarterback like that, everything that you do is being micro-examined on every level, right? And so for him to keep his composure and stuff like that, it just leads me to believe that they'll be competitive because he's going to keep their heads in the game. My argument to that is the Jaguars had no choice but to be engaged because there was no next week to look forward to. That's a great point. There was no we can just scrap this. It was Against, like, at that point, uh, yeah. it's do or die. So I feel like they had no choice but to be engaged. Not to take anything away, but... They really, it was either be engaged or lose by 60 at that point. That's Now you're playing for pride, right? You feel me? And at that point, you feel me? You score a touchdown. It's, it's early. You feel me? You score a touchdown early in the third quarter. Then they score again in the third quarter. And they only down 13. That's a different ball game than down 27-0 on your quarterback that threw four picks. The Bills thing, Josh Allen has 30 fumbles and interceptions this year. He has been quite careless with the ball. And I think that's one thing that has been highlighted this last stretch is that Obviously, a lot of them are on him, but I think a leading factor of this, some of you agree or not, is that him and his receivers don't seem to be on the same page as they usually are. Nah, I think a Josh lot of communication. He'd be throwing some like dumbass balls. But in the past, he he I don't think he's changed his play style, is my thing. I think he's been throwing those balls, but all of a sudden, it's not we're just seeing the other side of that. If that makes no, sense. 
It's like no, when Curry he, shoots <clears throat> 0 for 11 from three. Yeah, where like he took the same shots as when he went six for 11. No, but no, like I'm talking about like he's throwing it like right at defenders, dumbass picks. <laughs> Not like he oh he had no business throwing that. Like he's throwing it right to defenders. Okay, those I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what I'm like, and that's what he didn't throw like a couple of you like what the fuck is he even looking at? Mm. I did me? remember that from that. Yeah, that playoff game is terrible. I'm like, bro, what the. Are you for real right now? Like, he have a couple of those where it's like, I don't know what's going on with him. Mm. And, like, Josh Allen, like, very un -Josh he hasn't Allen been very good, like, the second mm -hmm. half of the season. And they just have a really good roster to for, where. For Josh Allen, we can, you know what I mean? Like, we can caveat no, that. No, I saw like, some. He was, like, 27th, like, QBR, like, the second half really? of the season. Really? Josh Allen has been bad. The Bills are just so good. I'm telling cool. They're covering it up. I'm telling you. you. He hasn't been Josh Allen. Like, well, like last yeah. year he was crazy. This second, like he was very average. Poor, yeah. He was very average. The second, at half the same of the time, it feels like the Bengals' offense. I mean, that whole last stretch of the season, we saw them just start to click, right? And that was like how they were playing last year. People didn't know if they'd be able to come back and have that. Same I didn't. Success, I didn't think that they right? would do it, I mean, and they came we back. We both said that way they wouldn't. I didn't think they was gonna make the, the beginning playoffs. of the season. <clears throat> that was reinforced. That now, was reinforced. At the same time, if Lamar Jackson don't get injured, I don't. I think that game goes a different way. I don't think they would have beat the Ravens had Lamar Jackson played. I don't take, like, the close score for, like, oh, you barely beat Tyler Huntley. Like, it's hard to beat a team two weeks in a – like, you played somebody that you play. They know the Ravens better than they know any other team in the NFL. Then you played them again in the playoffs for the second week straight. Yep. There was no going to be no blowout. Like, you know – that was, it was looking in the mirror at that point. I'm saying it's, it's consecutive weeks of relatively the same game plan. Like that's what it is, and whatever that you whatever you did well last week, they are now scheming to where you can't do that well this week, yep. and that's why I don't take I don't take those and be like, man, they barely beat them. The Bills gonna kill their ass. Yeah, you can get caught up in that who beat who game, but mm -hmm. let's stay on Lamar Jackson. And this quote from John Harbaugh today says a lot and is very interesting. And I'm not sure if Harbaugh is reading the same things that we're reading after reading this quote. It says, when asked if Lamar Jackson will stay with the Ravens, he replied, 100. percent You know, 200. percent Capping ass. That's how sure he is that Lamar is going to be in Baltimore come, you know, the 2023 season. And like I said, John, are you not seeing the same things, reading the same press clips, and not pre directly from Lamar, like from his mouth? Are we not seeing, like, where is the misconnection there? Because there is obviously some very, <clears throat> you know, very hard feelings coming out of the Jackson camp. Lamar, right was, Lamar was in Detroit last weekend, I believe. Riding scooters around downtown Detroit again. Get a I didn't see. Game it. I didn't. Weekend. I didn't. Yeah, I don't know how much I believe. How much I take into that. That's what there was on Twitter. There was a picture. Oh, so of it must him, be true. There's a picture of him riding scooters around downtown Detroit. They had a that, playoff game, and his we, knee fucked up. We put. Yeah, I say we actually aired that video a while ago. That was like an old video. I think that just resurfaced. I don't think he was actually there for that. Because I doubt he would go back and ride scooters again. But. In Detroit, <laughs> when his knee fucked up and you yeah. couldn't play in a game. Yeah, if he that's a good point, too. If if you're injured and you get caught riding in a little electric scooter downtown, he could. that might be a contract clause. Like a, Nigga, you know what I this, mean? That would have been on CNN if that shit happened. <laughs> <laughs> you told me it was on Twitter. That shit would have been on ABC News, nigga, Channel 7. Oh, my gosh. Lamar but, Jackson skipped out on a playoff game to ride scooters in Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> what you going to give up for Lamar Jackson? Because you got to trade for him. 
That's a great. They're going to franchise that tag him. Yeah, he's not walking in free agency. That was my next piece too. Is like they're not going to allow him to walk. They probably would just tag him, and then it's like if they don't come Lamar, to do it, they're going to trade him. How much? How much? How much longer do you keep betting on yourself? Because Ooh. Lamar, what you mean betting on yourself? As far as not getting a deal done, they didn't sign him. He didn't. They didn't give him the money that he was looking for. It wasn't like he was like, no, nah, I'm a. Di-. If Deshaun Watson got two hundred fifty million. He beat the shit out of Deshaun Watson on the regular. That's true. He's supposed to get $280 million. That was just a terrible deal from Deshaun. But from Lamar's standpoint, it makes sense. That, that's, that's how you have that's to win. That's yeah. the game that's being played. Like, Christian Kirk just got $84 million next year. When we talk it's about- going to be some scrub-ass receiver who's going to be like, no, I need $70 million. And he's going to get it because they just they resend the market that way. Like Talk about resetting the market. Uh, Justin Jefferson is up for a contract. Yeah, Justin that's Jefferson gonna be- is going to get the craziest contract that a receiver has ever gotten and then jamar chase is going to turn around and get even more money yeah, than that yep. and whatever now, great receiver after that is going to get more Jalen waters is going to get some crazy amount of money just like them Devontae smith is going to get some crazy amount of money it's just resetting the market each time slippery slope man. Now, Tony. what do you give up for lamar jackson that was your question we'll come back it's going to be it. like the craziest trade in nfl history <laughs> there's an infinite amount of he's worth more than i would I wouldn't. The Bears, I wouldn't. But if like I had the, if I was the Texans, I give up the second pick and some more picks for Lamar Jackson. I don't think that's ridiculous. I mean, what specifies some more picks? I give him the my first, my second, nigga, and next year first. You got to. Fr- I think that's reasonable though. Like for it is, a, it's reasonable. He's a, he's a, a franchise, a proven franchise quarterback. Me? Now the Texans, they don't have that the you can means. build your offense around. They don't have the means to you feel no. me do that. They don't have the money. They don't have things on the outside. They don't have a good deep like the Lions do. But it, right? But you know what I'm saying. But they're not going to go that direction. Jared Goff, I think, is is proven that he's the guy in Detroit at least for the the remit the, the immediate future is what I'm trying to say. So. Interesting. Very it, interesting development. You trade for Lamar, that shit's gonna be crazy. And then but at that at, at the same time, you're gonna have to pay him right after that. So do what you will with that information. We I don't think he's gonna go nowhere because like quarterbacks in their prime don't leave. You just don't let that happen. Even if you even if he never win you a Super Bowl, you just keep him until he can't go nowhere. This more. is awful. I'd agree with you, Ty. And so the next video I want us to take a look at <clears throat> is out of Colorado. And this is from Barstool, Colorado. I'll pull up here in a second. First team meeting of 2023. Coach Brew, Tim Brewster, has come under fire a lot for this video. And I'm going to be a supporter of the people who are hating on this guy. Because you're going to watch this video and you're like, this guy's a clown. At least it's my opinion. I don't know how you guys feel on it. We'll let the people watch and decide for themselves. When I say stand tall, okay, I want you bouncing out of your seat and stand tall. I say stand tall, get your ass up. Stand tall. Sit your ass back down. Stand tall. Even the coaches are laughing. Look at them. On the left side. We come. Raise the goddamn roof. Raise the roof. We coming. We coming. We coming. We coming. We coming. Look at this front row. They don't even look like some of them don't even look like college football players. He's over this shit. He's over this shit. 60 minutes of hell coming with it. 60 minutes of hell coming with it. The time is now, man. The time is now. Sit down. Definitely an interesting one. A very interesting one. And it's had pretty polarizing takes from people all over the internet. Um, Here you have, like, a lot of people saying this type of stuff. Coach Brew was 1530 as a head coach. Like... That kind of speaks for itself there. 
And just some of these things, like you can't even see people taking this seriously. Um, it's very interesting. A lot of people were saying like, uh, he's trying to run it like a military academy or things of that nature. I'm like, obviously I have no problem with that, but like the way that he's speaking to these guys, like I just sit up and stand down for what? Like just to prove, like it kind of, to me, seems like he's on a power trip. That's what it feels like. Sit up, stand down, sit up. For why? Dumb. Just trying to set, you're just trying to set the tone. Like, I, what do you think? Dumb. I, I thought it was stupid. I think that'll never ever work in a, especially a locker room like that. Like, no. No. I don't think so, too. Good luck. I, I really don't think so. Um, yeah. I feel like, really, it ain't really. People just, they just seeing it and just, like, when you in the moment right there, you're just going to stand up and you're going to sit back Well, down. yeah, I mean, I'm not going to, I would stand up and I would say whatever. I'm not going to be the one guy to sit down. You know what I mean? But, like, the players after this, it came out, like, the players were obviously, like. Clowning his ass. Yeah, they're clowning his ass. As soon as you got out of the meeting, you're like, the fuck was that guy talking about? Like, wait, that's exactly what you're going to say because, like, Why? For Why sure. do you feel the need to go do this? But then you right? know when he walk in the room, you gotta lock in. I feel it's a, it's a double edged sword. It is. You're, I think you're right. I'm, I think as you're soon right. as he walk out, I'm like, it's goofy ass. What the fuck is the dude? <laughs> Sit your ass up, and I'm gonna stand clean up. I ain't yeah. even gonna think twice about it. So it, I yeah. mean, I guess it's like a setting a tone thing, maybe a respect thing, and then yeah. weird ass dudes like that be the coolest coaches too. Sometimes, yeah, they Sometimes be the they, cool, they be the coolest coaches, the weird the, the weird ones who go and do dumb, stupid shit like that, and then you feel me. You joking and laughing in his office all the time. But speaking of Colorado, they just flipped the number one corner in the nation. Did they? Yeah. Five star. Karani McClain. Yeah, he oh flipped. Oh, my God. Holy so they, shit. So Deion Sanders has flipped the number one corner two years in a row. That is insane. I mean, it makes sense, obviously, with his experience at the position and just the absolute spotlight that has come to his program wherever he is. Now he's on a bigger stage, bigger platform, bigger facilities, bigger everything with the buffs. And it it's makes crazy. sense. Now, looking at this tweet from... Coach Brewster, he quoted this. And so Danny Cannell looks like tweets at him. He says, if you under, ever wonder why college coaches don't work in the NFL, this in a nutshell is why. And the obvious thing he's getting at here is that in the NFL, Speaking you're working with, man. exactly. You're working with professionals. You're working with grown men. You're working with guys who, yeah, you means don't. It means, it means, it means, it always, they ain't trying to hear that shit. You don't tell them to stand up and sit down and do all this shit. It might fly with some college kids, but that's just not how the NFL works, mm -hmm. right? We get that. Now, that was his attack. He replies, Brewster, and he says, Hey, Danny, I coached five years in the NFL and would like to think was very successful. Ask Antonio Gates. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Killed his ass with that one. Yeah, that would be... Uh... I guess. I mean, yeah, I guess it works. I don't know why you feel the need to really publicly respond to that. I think the move would have just been to ignore it, but that's just me. Who knows? I'd have definitely said some shit back, too. I, I know you would. <laughs> I know you would, but all right, we can leave that. We can leave coach uh, Brewster and the buffs for now. I did not know about the corner, by the way, that is that's big. That's pretty big news. It dude. came out. He was uh, talking to Jordan. Did it. So yeah. it's very, very recent news. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, the next guy we'll talk about is this guy, fellas. It's going to be Ben Johnson, the yep. Detroit Lions. I thought it was picked up on the, on the monitor. That way we talk about him. Now he's staying with the Detroit Lions this year. Third in yards, fifth in points, fourth in touchdowns. The production for the Lions was incredible and on a level that we have just not seen in recent histories for the Lions. And for them to have that production, it shows you because the record that we had with statistically one of the worst defenses in the league for a stretch of the season, they stepped their game up in that second half. But that first stretch of the season, statistically, excuse me, one of these worst defenses in the NFL, for us to still have this record that we have, I think a lot of it goes to this guy. Uh, I do agree too, and I think next year we'll be saying the same thing. Whether 
we win the Super Bowl or don't make the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like I think we'll be saying the same thing about hopefully still stay. singing his praises, right? right? Is yeah, he gonna stay. Is he going to go be a head coach? Because that's what happens when you have a successful coordinator. That seems to be the pipeline or the the general rule of thumb for where you look for what type of pool you examine first for head coaching well, especially, vacancies. Especially now too with the just a wave of like young NFL coaches. I know we've talked about it before on here, but bright minds, especially a lot of offensive minds, right. seem to be but kind of like you said the new the, wave. The names come to you know Kyle Shanahan. Sean McVay, blah, 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 Mike McDaniel, McDaniel's the guy just there, like yeah. geniuses at their craft. So. Yeah, and so the reasoning for staying here, he said, quote, staying to build something special. And that, to me, is like, you talk about changing culture all the time. And yeah. Dan Campbell's a huge culture, culture, culture guy. But when you have something that is tangible and you can see the culture change where you're retaining guys like this, when you have guys that are coming back saying they'll take pay cuts to be a part of a franchise, that, to me, is tangible hard proof and evidence that your culture maybe not has changed, but is changing, right? And I mean, it's different. And I guess it from, has changed, yeah. It went from Fat Matt and Bob Quinn to... Uh, Dan, to Dan, Holmes and MCDC. Right. It's like you... Two <clears throat> incompetent individuals to two extremely competent individuals. The, and the incompetent ones probably put our our team back two to three years. And Agreed. I think Campbell and Holmes did a great job of what, obviously, they're doing now. And it also starts with... I don't know what they're going to do with Aaron Glenn. I'd love to keep him as a guy, you know what I mean? Like the guy part of it. But yeah, but obviously there are – he's under attack he for a lot of his to, scheme and his yeah, stats on that side of the ball. An answer for he's the got, defense. He's got, he's got an interview for a head coaching job. Yeah. He did. So they're – I don't know how. They're entertaining it. I don't believe he'll be a front runner for anything, but he will certainly be considered. I don't – can I be like completely honest here? Mm. I just don't think he was going to get hired for any jobs. I, again, I'd agree with you. Ben I don't Johnson. think he's going to be – Oh, Ben? Yeah. You don't just you yeah. don't just come back to be an OC because you like believe in something because he's going to leave next year. That was the next thing I wanted to so talk that's about. Why is... I'm not I'm not maybe he wasn't gonna like get maybe he wasn't gonna get the job that he wanted because like when you around stuff like that, you feel me, Kobe, you know. You know when something going your way and when it's not. I think that he saw that, you feel me? Maybe what he wanted wasn't going to work out right now. So the easy thing to say would be Oh, we build on something special. Now, if he stays in Detroit for the next five years, I agree. Then okay, he believed what he said. So I'm with you. I think that because he did have opportunities, he had at least three or four interview requests and like people that were obviously courting him to potentially come and be a head coach. But you know, on the other side of things, a head coaching job comes with millions and millions of dollars guaranteed. You feel me? And he'd have took that he job. He'd have set his family for the rest of his life. He would be an idiot to refuse head coaching jobs. Now, with that being said, if you go to the wrong place and get the wrong head coaching job, you can set your career back That's and kind of ruin your reputation. So like you said... Do he want to go to Houston? Uh-huh. They don't have nothing going on other than the number two pick. Do you want to go try and fix Russell Wilson? Like, Save me the, the, Colts, save me the time. The Colts, same deal. Yeah. So very interesting. And then you throw into the fact that Sean Payton is in this coaching pool. You feel He's me? He's actively making a comeback. And anyone in their right mind would take Sean Payton to coach their team over Ben Johnson. No shot to him. Sean Payton's just that guy. That's why I was like, okay, I next would agree year, with you 100%. Yeah, I mean, I guess Pete Carroll maybe retire. Who who else will probably be on a hot seat? If the Bears suck, like if the Bears are terrible next year, they'll probably fire Getsy or not Getsy, uh, Everflus. Yep. Um, who else? Good question. I mean, the Chargers don't have already gotten rid of the Chargers. Yeah. should have already gotten rid of uh, if, if, Staley. If Staley choke again, he'll get rid of that. That's probably where he want to go. Probably is L.A. And he's oh, Staley coming back for another year. I will let him choke again. <laughs> Then I go coach Justin Herbert. Now, it is very interesting, though, because that's exactly what I thought. Is like, 
or maybe you want to go smart, to the Rams. He's a smart dude. You know, you yep. like, is, is, he's a he's a smart dude, and I think he'd be dumb to not take that type of guaranteed money. And I'm agreeing with you that if it is truly about building something special he'll in Detroit, be there for five six years. If not, like if he just leave next offseason, then it's like just say you feel you relying. Yeah, just say give it to us straight. Just yeah. say you weren't ready. Yep, hundred percent. Now I will say. Um, it is really cool because he obviously has buy-in from the players. This was a picture that uh, Amon Ra put on his story. I just wanted to include it because I thought it was funny. It's literally just, um, I think I have to zoom out a little bit on it, but it's just the little like crying face and it says like happy crying face. Those of you listening, not like the crying crying, but like the sappy, like happy crying face. And it says, if you know, you know, and he posted that right after it was announced that Ben Johnson was coming back. Now for him, I mean, that's awesome because we saw what he was like in a right. Ben Johnson constructed offense and he is the focal point the of that offense yes so he obviously has a lot to gain from ben johnson coming back but like i said it's very cool to see outreach from players and to see their support for guys that are coming back and i will say even after losing what people thought was a franchise tight end in hawkinson this year we again emphasis on thought i have it in all caps in my rundown i thought when we picked him up in the you know we picked him that highly and we've seen some of the plays he's able to make as a playmaker He's an incredible athlete, and I think he's a really good player. He was not the franchise guy that we thought he was going to be. So when you can take him out of the lineup, you bring in a guy, Brock Wright, never heard of this guy in my life. He comes in and produces, and you're like, was it really TJ the whole time? James Mitchell, Shane Zilstra. Mm -hmm. All guys that had big games. Zilstra had a three-touchdown game. They're all system tight ends. That's uh-huh. what Hawk is, too. Exactly. Give him the right system, and he'll succeed. 100%. And not to take shots at Hawk, I think he's a talented player, but I would agree with that. I think that... It was just the Ben Johnson effect, man. He's done He's done a fantastic job with that offense. Now, finishing off this topic, where do we rank the Lions' offensive groups right now as far as the league standing goes, like by position group? Where do you want to start with? Start with, uh, start with wideouts. I'd say they have a top. Amonra, you hope that Chark. No, Jamo. Jamo is not over Chark right now. Bro, are you kidding me? No. Jamo has Jameson not. Jameson Williams will be the number one two receiver next year. I'm not. I'm, I'm talking right now. He probably will next year. I'm talking, I'm talking oh. right now. I thought right. I thought he meant. I thought he meant like next season. Coming no, out. because Jamo has not played enough snaps to be a number two wide receiver. Right. He, he will be next year. Okay, I'm not. I'm not arguing that. I'm saying he hasn't played enough snaps right okay, now. He okay. has to prove that. All right. So I think Amin he can. Chark, Jamo. Yep. And then you have Khalif, who's been out there a decent amount. Reynolds and, and Reynolds, Raymond and Reynolds. I think Reynolds probably a bigger yeah. piece of that than Khalif. But all right, you got you got to go by divisions when you do like that. They got the second best receiving crew in their division. Outside of Minnesota? Yeah. Minnesota. They better than Green Bay and the Chicago yeah. Islands. I would agree with that. You go NFC South, better than Carolina. Tampa Bay got them beat. Yep. Better than Atlanta. And Saints. That's a tough than one. New or- That's tough. That's a tough one. But I'd take I, w- I would, I would, I would take, take New Orleans. I would take New Orleans. Would you? Just because Olave oh, he just went crazy and Mike Thomas. And Jarvis is a veteran. I would take I would agree. But they right they they were yeah, so very similar. If you go NFC West, what? They better than the Rams. San Fran got them <clears throat> easily. Yeah. But, so I guess Arizona as a blanket statement, top twelve, top ten, top ten. I think top ten is not a reach for that group. I think they've they've shown a lot. And like no, I said, no, they're not top ten. I didn't even make it out the NFC, and they probably already fifth. You said they were fourth there. Right, and I haven't even made it. I, okay. and I skipped a division, but we don't. I don't want to go through each division for each group. I just kind of wanted to run. I'm gonna through. do it when we get you off the air. I mean? You can do that when we get off the air. It just takes too long. Off you know what the I mean? air, for sure. Um, but anyways, that wide receiver group definitely coming to its own. It's nice though. 
Jared Goff, the way he's been playing at the quarterback position, has been awesome for us. It's just be about consistency Top for him. Top 15 quarterback. There you go. And then the running back duo that we have. Top seven. Top seven? Yeah. Jamal oh. Williams just scored a touchdown, so it don't really sell me like that. That's fair. He's definitely been a goal line top guy for O-line, them. Top O-line, top three. Yeah, for sure. They O-line, O-line was the next one I wanted to go to. O-line they crazy. Were really D-line, top, five. top dealing, six. Dealing with injuries and things like that throughout the entire season as well, a lot of guys weren't even playing healthy like Decker. So mm-hmm. some of those things to consider as well. well and uh, Ragnar was playing hurt. Yep. Um, Evan Brown lost, played a lot too. You lost some interior guys there for some stretches of the season. So... I'm just very encouraged by what they have coming back. Obviously, they still need to get deals done with guys like Jamal, guys like DJ Chark, you know, like those guys. But Deshaun Elliott. Deshaun Elliott, a good one, too. A good one. That's other side of the ball, obviously, but um, definitely a good one. And uh, I think we've got one more piece here, and we'll stay on the NFL side of things. Just a crazy stat I had uh, for you guys from Sunday Night Football. And wow, right here, it shows you, man, the average final score margin. The lowest for a full season since 1932. Holy shit. 9.7 points. That was the final score margin for this year. Pretty wild stat. I was just scrolling through and I saw that. I thought that was pretty neat. That's sweet, Nigga, how do you even do the math on that? Yeah. Right? You just, take, well, you just take the winning score divided by the losing score for every game this year, add them all up, and divide them. I guess so, but that, that's what it is. That seems very time. They probably put it in like it's an really, Excel. I'm say, it's probably just, getting paid for it's just it, automated. It's just automated. Oh yeah, there's I guess no way someone's going through with a pencil that's and paper. That's why I'm like, bro, yeah. what the hell? Yeah, no one's doing that with pencil and paper. Thirty-two to thirty-four. Yeah. Oh, man, this game was twenty-six to four. So that this means you got to carry it, and then you go back. <laughs> if I just do quick math, this three plus is two plus is three plus is four plus is. And I had I had written down here too that it's just a wild it's a wild stat. I think this attributes a lot, too, to the start of the season. If you guys remember, like, a lot of these teams, there were teams beating teams that, like, nobody believed that should have happened right at the beginning of the year, right? There was, I feel like the first three to four weeks of the NFL season were so unpredictable, and we get that some years, obviously, growing pains and things that people are trying to get and clicking in play, especially offensively, but this year more than most. you guys agree with me on that? Like, there were a lot of games I did not expect the way that they turned out in those first couple weeks. I would, yeah. I would second that. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. And then I also said that the Vikings definitely attributed a lot to this <laughs> because Vi- yeah, they, every, week, every they, game we, it was a one-score game. So three. they we might be able to thank the Vikings for this stat. But either way, I believe that is all we've got for this episode. That was a good one. Yeah, it was fun. Man. Love talking to Jordan. Love getting on my soapbox today, and uh, everything else that came with it. Thank you, fellas. It's been a good one.